I just uh, do, do, do we have something funny? I have something funny. If you think, well, I don't know if it's funny, but <laughs> that's the best. That's my favorite. <laughs> it's definitely not going to be funny. <laughs> well, I mean, it's funny to me because I'm used to South America. And welcome to another episode of the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Burdine. I am joined, as always, by my comrades, Corey Shreppel, Rodrigo sanchez Javaria, Mark Fangmeyer. This is going to be like a, a, a truncated version of the podcast because I'm heading out of town and we wanted to make sure we got something in before, you know, I we go dark for a little bit, especially because we've got two things, two major things to celebrate, guys. First, Bongi scores a goal. Unreal. Facebook has uh, the the new um, social media admin took over this week, I think, and I'm sure is just like just dreaming about his his first quarter bonus that he's going to get from all the engagement. And then the second thing we've got is Minnesota Aurora's uh, heartbreaking but still amazing final. That that's going to be the most of it because I didn't watch that Minnesota United game. They were going on at the same time and. <laughs> Uh, I didn't give a shit, even though Bongi scored. Someone pointed that out to me, and then I heard in the supporter section a few people go, Bongi scored! But, uh, you know, that's the that's the big deal. 6,500 people, or 6,489, I think. And uh, we're, we're going to do that. So let's do a, a little bit of stuff here with the, with the tapas. The Women's Euro is going into the semifinals this week. England versus Sweden, Germany versus France. I will email the bartenders. They'll be opening up at 2 p.m. on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday for those games. Um, that's going to be amazing. Um, someone has in here the Florida Cup. Corey, do you want to do you want to talk about the Florida uh, Cup? Is that a real? Yeah, thing? Yeah, I just I always think that the Florida Cup is uh, kind of amazing. I think Everton won it last year, and we all know how they um, how they their season uh, shook out. Mm -hmm. uh, Arsenal beat Chelsea four zero. Chelsea looks. Like absolute trash, um, Charlotte uh, Charlotte FC MLS team um, also beat Chelsea in the Florida Cup, uh, I believe, or it was just a friendly. Um, but beat them on PKs. It's just delightful to see um, Chelsea lose, and I don't, I just don't give a shit about Arsenal. So um, could take it either way. But the well, Florida Cup is always just super fun. So who me. won the Florida Man Cup? Arsenal? I think Arsenal officially won. So, yeah, they, so that usually means if Everton is any indication, um, then, Arsenal might be in the championship next year. Yep, that next year we'll be beating yeah. them for nothing. Yeah. Um, the the Minnesota United news, we're going to do Minnesota United in the front half of this one because they're the minor story this week. Um, they played uh, future championship side Everton, and uh, <laughs> that game ended for nothing. <laughs> Um, the anyone want to say anything about this game? We can talk about the I, injuries, but anyone? I, how I don't was know. it? Was anybody else? Was I the only one there for this one? I think I was. Um, uh, yeah, I wasn't there, and I haven't even watched it. I took some. I took some <laughs> friends for their first Wonderwall experience. Um, I was expecting just an absolute spanking by Everton, and to see us see both them and us field a uh, kind of a like a preferred starting eleven for the most part. And to see us just totally destroy them on almost all on almost all fronts. I mean, Dane didn't have to make that many saves. The defense looked great. Reynoso and Fragapane and 
and Bongi looked like they were having an absolute blast and Amaria had a great time. It was just fun. I mean, it was like we were up 3-0 before halftime. Um, it, you know, there's nothing competitive. I know why the team would do something like this. Um, but obviously with, with like these kind of friendlies and you want to put your best foot forward, you know, you could risk injuring players. And that's exactly what happened. Reynoso, um, you know, had had a, a bit of a knock right after his his first goal, which was the PK, uh, like the 30-something minute, I think, or 15th, I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. Um, and he was out of the 18 against Houston this week. He should be back for Portland. Ja'Cory Hayes um, uh, has a broken... Fractured tibia. tibia. Fractured yeah. tibia um, because of... Um, Former Spurs uh, uh, offshoot uh, reject Deli Alley uh, went in with a pretty nasty challenge, and uh, he's out for the season. That sucks for him and us. Yeah, I, I, I just don't. For, honestly, I don't understand. Besides, just the marketing, the money thing, I don't understand friendlies. To be honest with you, like, like Charlotte and who else was also played? Like a bunch um, of teams. No, Charlotte uh, and Chelsea, right? Yeah. Yep. They, yeah, like they tied 1 1 and then ended up going to penalties. I'm like, what's <laughs> and friendly? I was like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, like, because this makes no sense to me why you want to do that. You want to split your starting 11 against a team. Sure. Uh, I'm sure you want to be able to do stuff. But where was this starting 11 when we actually matter in the US Open Cups? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to belabor this this section too much, but I think a lot of people made that point, which was like, okay, if you want to do these things, that's fine, but you actually took this more seriously than uh, a quarter. That was a quarterfinal game against Omaha, right? Yeah, um, I like that. I like that uh, Union Omaha immediately came out for oh. blood against both Everton and us, where they were well, like because Loons dunked on Everton, and then Omaha came in and just was like, "Ooh, a double dunk!" and dunked on Loons, who were dunking on Everton. It was something like, uh, oh, you can't win at Allianz Field. It's just a picture of a menacing owl and the scoreline from the uh, the quarterfinal against us. It was great. Beautiful. Absolute, Good absolutely. Absolutely great. Um, yeah, and so the, the real thing that, that Minnesota had this week was um, this game against Houston. You guys did go back and rewatch some of this. I mean, the main, the main thing, the only thing we have to talk about is Bongi's goal. We've all wanted it to happen. It had to happen at a time, not only not at home, but when there wasn't even a, a real fi- uh, watch party for it because uh, we, we were all at the Aurora game. So uh, it stunk, but the goal itself is amazing. He, uh, makes a move and then just sends it to the far post uh, beautifully. Yeah, and not only the goal, but also it was also Kibin Gucci's uh, debut, MLS debut as well, which is awesome. How did he do? So, someone someone said that he looked really good. So I'm, which He did is look great. really good. Like he, uh, like by like, you know, like, like 75th, 80th minute, he looked pretty gassed, which you kind of expect because he hasn't had a full 90 in MLS because this is his first MLS, but he looked pretty good. Um, and yeah, like, the team in general looked decent. Like they, you know, they took their opportunities on the counter when they represented them. And the rest of the time, they just kind of held, like, you know, they kind of not bunkered, but they like, they were defensively strong and they, and, you know, did well of receiving some pressure from Houston and getting rid of it. And like, yeah, they took on the pressure, got relieved it. They looked good. It was, and it was, it was super, like, also with, with Amaria going down and stuff, like, they're just, yeah, 
so running out of people to play soccer for our team. Yeah, let's hit some of those key points, which is Amaria goes down in like the 15th minute, right, and gets subbed out. Yeah, he goes down the 15th minute and like continues to try to play through it and then ends up coming out in like the 30th minute. Yeah. And some did for that. Abu came in, right? Yeah. 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 And so, and overall, I think the stats on this one were this was very much uh, Minnesota kind of not not stealing one away, but we had 27% possession. Uh, the, The shots were 22 to an hour nine. Um, right. you know, they had six ninety-four passes, we had two hundred sixty-nine. That this was very much a bunker and win. But again, you lose your striker, you don't have your playmaker. That's pretty and you know, and you get a uh one of your kind of good players, but who has not really produced yet, Bongi and go uh gets a goal. That's that's a pretty good result, even if it is against a crappy uh you know, Houston yeah. team. Well, I, I thought this was just interesting because you started with a four-two-three-one that eventually turned into a four-three-three, right? You had Lewid and Kivinguchi as your midfield, and then you had Longi, Rosales, and Fragapane, and then you had Amaria. So Kivinguchi was uh, in midfield. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wanted yeah, to bring like it defensive into. Defensive That's it. Remember when we talked about it, yeah. West? That the only place I wanted to be would be in the would be a defensive midfield, and well, there you go. I, I forget if I cut this from the podcast of the day when when I was watching. Uh, um, when I was watching uh, the U.S. game with Jimmy Conrad, because Jimmy had uh, coached Kibanguchi, and one of the things I talked to him about was like, "Yeah, it's really frustrating seeing him moved all around for MLS two for MUN for the doubloons um, because you know if if you think he's going to be a right back or a defensive midfielder or a center back, then like develop in that in those kind of games. Those are the perfect games to like." really work him into that spot and now we're seeing play in the spot that that he hadn't played for minnesota before but that's great to see i'm glad really glad that he did well i mean you know jimmy said great things about kibanguchi and i'm I'm glad to hear a great report there um we should other big things about this game um um, I mean, Bongi's. I mean, Bongi's goal was great, but his assist was all was almost better than his goal. Like, hundred percent agree. He got. Uh, I mean, it, it started with DJ Taylor just doing amazing defensive work and stopping the ball, kind of in like the very beginning of our defensive third, and uh, just kind of controlling it, getting it out to uh, Bongi, and he has two options. He can either like Abu is just kind of like streaking down the uh, right sideline. He could have put it out that way, but instead, like with Abu streaking, he kind of pulled the defender over, and so it opened up the middle a little bit. And Bongi just runs straight down, like the middle, going down about like you know a third of the field, and then just like as the pressure comes to him, just like kind of like outside the foot lays this perfect pass, just out of reach of uh, Houston center back. And um, credit to Fragapani, who also had like a fantastic run to get behind. Um, I think I think it was Parker. And they got behind him and just made a got the ball. It was a perfectly weighted ball. Got it. And then he just made like a beautiful like you know sidestep around the keeper and just had an easy open goal. Just kind of tapped into it. It was it was kind of like a similar like little juke that he did against. Um, oh, I forget who it was, but his his other most recent goal. Like he's, I, I I again I don't know what's what's changed with this team in the last month. June, but July. That's what it yeah. is. 
Yeah, it's, it's when it's when we blossom. We fully uh, we come into our final form. Well, I mean, I've talked about it. It's like you know, this yeah. is this is actually a schedule that's that that's good for for a team that's supposed to be good or above, a little bit above average. And I think that's that's what it's been. You're playing you're playing bad teams. You build that confidence, and you you go into it. But I think one of the things about this goal that was really good for me, and that's only DJ Taylor. But usually Bongi, when he gets the ball, he's very direct and goes down the wing. By him cutting in towards Fragapane was, and Fragapane holding his line, it, it made either Parker, uh, Parker had to make a decision, right? If he's going to press press the running player and lose uh, lose Fragapane, and that just is a, a timing situation. And when he decided to push up, uh, Bongi, you, you exactly knew how to split him, and he split him, and then Fragapane was able to do. And, and to to my knowledge, Fragapane to me, one v one versus goalkeepers is a twenty five percent chance of scoring because uh, he just seems to be able to not never do that. And he was able to take it wide, wide enough to lose the keeper. And I still thought he wasn't going to score, and he was able just to push it right in between that. And so that that's good. Because that raises up his average probably 30 now. But still, um, I think this is more of a bongi game than anything and 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 more like a counter game in bunker. Um, but it's just I, I thought Lude, at least from what I saw, did a really good job switching the balls and being a trying to trying to be kind of creator. I think Rosales um did a decent job. Um and I think it's just, you know, it's it's a good win on the road where you're when when you don't have your your starting stars, um, and I think it's it's a it's a good result to to be kind of proud of. But at the same time, is we'll see what happens when 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 August and the July come roll around, and, and, and it's not so easy anymore. Yeah, no, and specifically, it's great that we're getting. I, I think this is three road wins in a row for us, which is great because if you look at the ending, like the last portion of our regular season schedule. Um, Going in, uh, the last match of the season is at home, but the three matches previous to that previous to that are all on the road. So we have three matches in a row, three of our last four on the road to close out the season. So it's great to get these like road points as we are now. So kudos to them, and hopefully they keep it going. Let's uh, let's do this, which is that there's a Lud transfer watch, <clears throat> according to Laurent ESPN. Um, Toulouse is expected to make a $2 million offer to Robin Lud in the next few days. He's one of their main targets in the summer transfer window. Lud, his contract ends after this year. And, um, man, uh, to lose him to Toulouse <laughs> um, would really stink for this team. Uh, I, I mean, we talk about someone like Reynoso where we've kind of always expected to to lose him for big money, but... Um, Lud is a guy who just, you know, we, we've talked about how essential he is to the team, second only to Reynoso. And I think to lose him for not much money would be a really big, uh, a really big bummer. Uh, and to lose him for free would be even worse. I'd rather, I'd rather take the $2 million and figure it out than lose him for free. Yeah. The question is if he, if he doesn't want a new contract, then yep, they've got to move him on and yeah, that'll be if, that'll be but, um, but also he he's become arguably uh as influential as Reynoso I would say um and if he wants a more lucrative contract you can make the offer you can make the argument that he deserves to be paid he's so consistent and so versatile 
Um, yeah, would you, you make him a DP? Them. I would. If we don't have, if we don't have a target lined up for this window as a DP, yes, I would make yeah. him a DP. I also, I think, that we only paid five hundred fifty thousand dollars for him. Yep. I, I think it's 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 a it's, this is a really good conversation, right? Like, like we're talking about who's been the most valuable players for Minnesota United this season. And, um, you know, it has to be Reynoso, Lud, and DSC in that sense, right? Um, but to me, I think consistency wins more than anything. Sure, Reynoso has been scoring tons of goals and playing, but it hasn't been like that at the beginning. I think Lud has, has his, his work, and work rate and his effort has been on the field. One of the things that keeps us in, in games the majority of the time. So, yeah, I would, I would give him the money, pay him. I mean, why not? Um, let me close with a few questions here from Paul Choudoir. Who's going to play, pay for the cleanups and repairs after Bongi's first home goal? Um, the same company that demolished the mall next to the stadium. Uh, Shabadoo oh, says, um, no, that's because the stadium's going to have to be demolished because we're going to burn the motherfucker down when he scores a goal at home. Oh, well, then say that instead. That's what I'm... All right. Shabadoo says, how excited is the crew after the best six-game stretch in Minnesota United FC history? Is that true? Uh, yeah. It is the most points we've gotten in six games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cool. 16 Great. points Wait, in six Wait, the games. crew is us? Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or, or no, how excited are the Columbus crew after the best? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But I Caleb spent Porter, hours over this question trying Caleb, to figure out Caleb, it was actually the crew. Caleb Porter's pumped. Um, or should we still not enjoy it and continue to wring our hands because the coach will eventually blow it? I don't. I don't know if this is a like. Um, I can't tell if this is a sarcastic one or if the. I think it can. I think it can be both. I, I think you can be excited. We can be excited about the run of games. We knew this needed to happen. Why is hasn't it happened sooner? Um, how long is this going to last? Are they going to just? Did, are they going to peak too soon and then end up fighting for sixth or seventh place or? Or what? And I think I'm, it, I'm happy with the results, obviously. So my one thing that's interesting is, which I did not know, which uh, is that this is actually the fourth season in a row where we've had a run of six uh, games uh, without being defeated. Yeah, we. I mean, we 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 have a script. We play to it. Uh, Heath doesn't change it. I'm so actually the only thing is not changed about the script is that he has not dunked on the fans and and the realtors. Uh, probably because he knows the realtors are coming to town. Um, so uh, anyway, I why would I? Of course, we're excited about it. We like it when the team wins. We cheer for this team. Like why else would? I mean, Heath can. Why also we all be season two? Things can exist. Match. Like we love this team. We cheer for it. And like Heath also is a douche. Like okay, great, cool. I, I think just enjoy the wins because there's going to be a point where eventually we don't. We're not winning. So yeah. enjoy them while you can. And then remember them when you don't. Um, Friel, at Free Alonzo says, currently loons are a third seed, but don't feel like a third seed. Will they maintain? And is the rest of the Western division that meh? I think definitely the rest of the West is that meh. Um, I, I honestly, it'll be when I get back from vacation, maybe we'll have better answers to this. I don't understand what's going on with the team. Like we knew that they were good. This is the team that we thought we had at the beginning of the year, but they were just turds. And then 
somehow the turd got polished enough and now it's great. I, I don't know. So yeah, I, I agree that maybe they don't feel like a, a third seed because we've seen how bad they can be. <coughs> but if they if they can sustain, if they can go, if they can win win and draw a majority of their games for let's say you know up until the All Star game and you know and see what happens after that, like. You know, I'll have a little bit more confidence, but I think it is like a, it's a tale of two teams right now. Like, let's let's just. See it was where the best of bongies. It was the worst of bongies. Um, <laughs> and also, like our schedule is looking good for the rest of the season too. Like, we, as far as that goes, like we, uh, I mean, we don't have any more matches against LAFC, LA Galaxy, Seattle. Like the hardest matches we have coming up is at, is um, Austin, uh, but I believe that's at home. And then we also have uh, Nashville on the road, which is going to be tough. But like, I mean, otherwise we're playing like Dallas and RSL and Colorado and SKC a bunch. So like, it's great. Back on the 55-1 podcast, uh, let's just give a uh, poor one out for our friends. Uh, the Vermont Green, Connor Tobin, uh, was center back tonight for them. They just right now, as we're recording on a Sunday night, lost their playoff match against the Long Island Rough Riders. Um, the <laughs> Got so many jokes, I'm not going to say right Just now. like, uh, <laughs> it's like the, it's like the Staten Island Raw Doggers. Yeah, just. this <laughs> The Bronx Bearbackers. <laughs> there we go. All the each each borough gets a gets a a name. Oh God! I don't know what Manhattan's is, but uh, or the Queens. Um, okay. <laughs> anyway, they just lost. Sorry, Vermont Green. Their kits are amazing. Um, the the green and white one finally arrived at my place, and I wore it today, and uh, it's just absolutely gorgeous. So um, it has me really excited for uh, Minnesota Aurora kit design, which kicks off in August. We've already got our first meeting, so I'm very excited about that because Cassidy, our kit designer, is coming to town. So it's gonna, we planned a, a meeting with... Uh, with all the designers and, and everyone. So speaking you just of, copy the millonarios, uh, uh, kit a little bit. That'd be great. Vamos. Um, let's talk about Minnesota Aurora. Cause that's the, that's the big entree. Um, Minnesota hosted the, um, Tormenta uh, football club, which is a South Georgia team. They have a league one side, <coughs> a league two side, and then this, uh, W league side, um, They've been terribly su- successful. They got the the um, best goalkeeper of the year and the best player of the year, even though uh, Mackenzie Langdock did win the uh, Twitter poll that they put out, or the the not Twitter poll, the the like fan vote. Somehow, it's it's the popular vote. She won the popular vote. Yeah, and uh, you know, and then the um, electoral. What's college her name on the electoral college? Yeah, yep. Amy Anderson, who also dunked on me. On Twitter, did you guys see this? No, I had oh. taken a picture. Wait, is this is this Amy Andrews? Yes, Amy Andrews. I'm sorry. Um, I had taken a picture of me next to the trophy, and I said, "I wonder how many margaritas this baby can hold." After they won, spoiler alert, they won. She retweets me and says, 
uh, hold on. Let me go find. I will this. let you know. I will, I will let, let you, you know. know. And then I and so then I was like, okay, how many then? And then she tweets a video of margaritas getting poured poured in, and she says four. Just, with, the, like, with the smiley face. Oh, it's great! It was perfect. That was great. Good yeah, for her. Wholesome. That's 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 the kind of banter that she we was. All need. She was yeah. superb in this match. Um, Absolutely incredible. I, I will say, Indy Eleven and Tormenta were so much fun um, because they were just so really good teams, and you could tell um, they, they had a plan. They have really good players, and. Um, I'm, I'm curious what you guys have to say about this game, but one thing that is very funny to me is that even interacting with the league and these other teams and throughout, like there's this weird reversal of reality that happens where Minnesota is the underdog. Like we are like Tormenta have like a huge system. They have a lot of money right. behind them and all of these other teams that we're playing against McLean, they played with 42 players throughout their season, the really short season, because they have a massive academy they're drawing from. We're drawing from these are the players we signed, and these are the players we signed starting in December. And these are the players, like the players we signed were not, most of them not power five or power forward teams or, or like big, like D1 teams players. Like they're really great, but they are kind of like assembled for, from throughout the kind of like college world and and put together in what I think was an amazing team but like we're only we're treated like this um the juggernaut or like the rich ones the millionaros uh but that's only because we just have a groundswell and we're popular and so that that was like very funny interacting where like um this attitude would come out of, of as if like we were the we were the like rich kids, like like running the game. Uh, but in, in, in reality, like we were the underdogs. We just happened to be extremely popular at it. So, anyway, I'm curious what you guys have to say about this game because I have a million thoughts. But yeah, well, from what I could see um, from my with my view time, I was able to. Now you were making up oh. for uh, Isa Watch having ditched us for a. Uh, you were making up in the merch tent because she ditched us for a concert. That's right, Isa. You're on my list. Oh, what concert though? I don't know. Is that the Armory? Uh, uh, five Sauce SOS Five Sauce Five. It, it's a complicated story because it's okay. Issa we don't have to go into it. I just wanted to make fun. I just wanted to yeah. like tease her. <laughs> make fun of her. Yeah. I want to put it on the record. Anyway, tell us about. The, let's talk about the game. Anyways, I we, when we watched Tormenta, they 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 have really good fast forwards. Like and they can make those quick passes, but the the most the most thing that I realized from them is and I, from watching the Greenville game is that they crash that eighteen box super hard. So if you get second chances or rebounds, it's literally you know good luck, right? You're going to be able, and they're and they're quick to they're first to the ball in that sense, and I think that's 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 what you kind of needed, and I think that's what this game was really defined by. Uh, was just those second chances to be able to redirect the ball. And um, I thought it was a very fair match. I thought both teams, you know, I think I think coach did, did a good job switching people out and bringing new energy to kind of kind of go back and forth. Um, you know, there were times that we were losing our ball on, in our um, in our defensive third, and there were times they were doing that. They were cutting off passes. It was, I thought it was a pretty, this, this is what you want to see in a final, right? You want to see competitive and fun. Yeah. 
Um, I also thought it was great that, um, you know, the majority of the referee crew were all women as well, too. Um, I think the fourth referee was a was a guy, but just overall, I thought that was awesome. Um, no, that's oh, that's good because he was getting berated by the the uh, male coaches from Tormenta, one of whom who was eventually sent off. Oh, that's a that's a funny story too. We should save it for that. Oh. I mean, I'll I'll say like just to mirror what Rodrigo said. I I think um, McLean and Indy like. It was good to start like ramping up the level of competition. I think Green Bay Glory has been kind of, you know, the the closest one to us in, in our division. But to see us actually stack up against comparable teams, um, both in terms of stats, you know, you know, time, you know, how much possession do we have, how many wins, how many losses, um, how many goals conceded versus goals scored. I think we're up there with a lot of these other teams, and it's. And it's really, really great. And I think that Tormenta was, I still feel like we were the better team that had had more chances. Um, but like Rodrigo said, like there was just a certain level of, it's not professionalism, but it's just like, there's just like this level of elite talent, like just a, just a percentage, couple percentage points more when you're looking at the, kind of the vision of some of the long balls that they would send in from the touchline, um, crash in the 18 box, all of that kind of stuff. Um, it was, it was just great. That's where they had the edge on us. And then, um, you know, and I think one of the things we are starting to figure out is, um, yeah, Rodrigo, that's a great point in the chat. Rodrigo's just mentioned, um, their physicality. I think they were a little bit, I don't know if they were, physically bigger but they were they were coming after us and it was um it, i think that was a good experience i wish we had more of that during the season so we would know how to cope with it um but i think it also revealed that probably our most vulnerable points are set pieces free kicks corner kicks um anything that comes into the box like that um but otherwise this is this is how you want a final to go you want it to be punch for punch and it was heartbreaking in the end, but it was absolutely delightful for the entire 120 minutes. No. And one thing that was really noticeable to me too, is that like I, the whole match, it felt like to me, like based on the the rest of the season, like we were, we did have the better of the chances throughout the match and all during the regular season. Like we've always like had better chances and like, it was never really in doubt. Like we were always just like, we, can kind of dominate our opponents a little bit, come back and the goals will happen. And man, like we had the better of the chances, but their goalkeeper was just, yes. just stood Sid- on her head. Sidney like, Martinez was-, is, was already um, just a fantastic goalkeeper, but she had an amazing night. Um, we can fast forward all, all the way to the end of, of a penalty is given in the box for a handball. Morgan Turner gets up and takes it. And at first, to me, because I was actually behind the goal, it felt like not a great PK. And I've rewatched it, and it, it it was a pretty it was pretty far to the side. It was a well taken PK, but Sydney just gets to it, and then the ball falls to I think Cat Rap for the follow up, and there there's a defender who comes in and gets a great block in, and then it falls to I'm blanking who is on might have been Eli Rap on the far post, 
and then Sydney gets up and she blocks it again. Right, I mean, that right. was the the most um, obvious of of the moments, but getting a triple save right at the end, uh, right before you then get the game winner. Um, but man, yeah, if she's also the, if she's not on the, a pro team next year, I will be all riot. And also just the fact that the only goal we were able to get past her was just a complete wonder goal from 35 yards out. Yeah. Like, yeah. She, I mean, that just, that I'm was better. Like, I, and this is the first time I've, I've watched her play too. Like I was just blown away just watching her. Like it was amazing. Yeah. yeah no, I, I think, I think the, the goal that uh, we scored in the second half, uh, was it uh, Simmons? Addie, Addie Simmons. Yeah. 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 So she's had, she's had two like that this season. Not, not yeah. the first but one this she is, had. The, the, that okay, is this probably amazing. the best goal. This that's the best goal I we scored. Yeah, outside of the boot season. that that hit the the far post. Um, that was just amazing. I thought you know that changed the mood, but uh, but like as Mark said, I think the first goal that Tormenta scored was of a corner kick, and we and the ball was recycled back out, and no one really pressed up to the box. And then um, who was there? Um, who is Sid? Uh, I forget. But they it, it really was out the box, and just you know redirected it. Yeah, and I think uh, Sarah Fuller was. Was already in in process of shifting weight, and just wasn't able to to shift fast enough to be able yeah. to get to that ball. I think Nicole um, Lukic, our head coach, um, d- described it as kind of the team was not awake, and I think that that was one of those ones where, yep, they just weren't weren't really. And, and that was and that running. and that like the in Tormenta's eventual game winner. It's just, it was a similar situation. It was like what was it? It was a free kick, defla- like blocked, punched out. Right. And then recycled back in for you know just a beauty of a of a of a goal, and it was like, you know, again, what are we doing with that first ball on on set pieces? We didn't have a ton of those kind of challenge. Use your words. It, we didn't have a ton of those kind of challenges throughout the season, um, and a lot of the and some of the goals that we gave up throughout the season did come off of set pieces like that. So. I mean, it's clearly a place for improvement, but that's what this, you know, this league is only 12 games plus three playoff games long, you know, with a golf in class in terms of, you know, the types of challenges that you're going to get if you're going to keep it region specific. The um, the real positives from this game, I mean, obviously it was heartbreaking going into the to extra time. I'm not sure if I could have physically handled um PKs. I think I, I would have already the time between the first goal we gave up and Addie Simmons's goal. I had produced at least three diamonds um, from between my clenched butt cheeks. Um, so there were a carrot at least. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, a carrot, as in yes, with a K. Um, <laughs> so I just didn't know what. Oh, I didn't know what the other carrot would be doing in this. In the, <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about the food. That's, that's the other. That's the other uh, <laughs> New York borough. Um, <laughs> just, uh, all right. Um, I, I will say that getting that many people out there and seeing just that crowd and how absolutely into it and like heartbroken some people were um, was, was delightful. Um, I mean, I, not the heartbreak part of it, but um, having. It was obviously we wanted to win. It would have been a perfect fairy tale if we would have done that. Um, but seeing what we were able to create in um, nine home games, uh, three more than we th- we you know 
planned on was just amazing and yeah getting so many people um coming up and 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 talking to me and and saying hi and and it was really really quite wonderful um it, we knew that we could i told this to nicole and a couple of the players when i talked to them we knew we could put a lot of people in a stadium and we needed a 6000 person stadium but we didn't know that we could have such a good team and uh and that we could create something so fun like cuz that's just out of your hands right and um and they they really delivered they they created something that was just delightful and um and now you know the the other things going forward is i i do know i think we're not announcing it the team is not announcing it cuz the player wants to make sure that like they're in the country but there's a player who signed up is heading out tomorrow to go to Portugal to sign for who signed for a professional club, which is just awesome. I was like, "Oh, I'll see you in Portugal." I won't, but um, <laughs> but and I'm I'm sure that others will. You know, I know that um, there's a few others out there who Nicole has talked about. Like in my interview with her, um, I would love to see Mackenzie Langdock, um, Sangmin Cha, Sarah Fuller. Um, I think Rachel Preston's done with school. I think Rachel has mm-hmm. maybe oh this fall. Um, so you're, you're thinking some of these players might might enter the NWSL draft, NWSL, or or go to go to other countries. Um, hey man, mm-hmm. if you're, I, I don't know what uh, women's professional soccer plays pays in Portugal, but Portugal seems awesome. Like that, that seems like, like the, a great thing to do in your young twenties. I've been I've been talking to a couple of people about this when they're like, hey, so how many of these players are coming back next year? And I was like, honestly, I you know who knows. And, you know, if if the timing works for some of these players to come back next year, I would love to see a returning cast of characters. But even if it's a complete turnover every year, that's what that's kind of what this this league and this team also kind of needs to be like. If they have such a great experience and we can provide a great atmosphere for them and, you know, kind of cheer them on and give them the support they need to go after this and they get signed or they pursue a pro contract and want to go somewhere else and and they're too good to come back that's the name of the game right yeah. now like that's what we want to see yeah the um the thing we always set out to do until we can become a professional team is we want everyone you know we want our staff coaches, players to all be moving up and in finding somewhere better. Eventually we want to be the best, you know, we want, but the nature of this game is we want our head coach. If, if right. someone poached Nicole for a killer job, then like, great. That's, that's what we're here to do. We're here to, because there's so many women in this, in soccer who are not getting chances, who are not getting developed, who are going to these teams and not really getting coached well. Um, we want to get them so that they are because this player who is going to um, Portugal, like said, like this wouldn't have happened without Aurora, which is like cool. That's what we did it. So that that's amazing. I don't know if we have anything else to say about the game other than um, uh, we did get a medal. I don't. I thought it was in my office here. Wait, Mia, did you get a shield? Didn't you guys? Get we a got shield? a shield, and I'm the only one who's drunk off of it. I I immediately was like, 
Um, I was I was I was wondering how many Pisco shots we could line up inside of this. It will be in just try it, it will be in our office, man. If we right. can bring we'll, it, so we're going to we'll try bring it. it. We're bring totally going to do it because basically, down, like come down to Lower Town. I think everyone was so disappointed with it; they were like, oh, "Who wants this?" And I was like, "I do." So I put like some champagne on it and just drank it off. <laughs> like, man, <laughs> I'm not too good. Um, and it's then like they the, gave us they like gave the us weirdest uh, ice luge. The players got medals, and most of them I don't think care about second place medals. But I brought mine home as a as a owner, and uh, uh, gave it to Emil, well, and he's very excited about having a medal. Are, are are those Cheetos in the background there? What's that? Or are those goldfish or Cheez-Its? In mine? Yeah. Isn't that what that is? That container over on your chair, on your sofa? Bed? Oh, pretzels. Sorry. Pretzels. Those are pretzels, yeah. We were watching Thank Amazing you. Race before um, bedtime. That's awesome. Um, Look, here's, here's one thing that I do want to touch before we move on. And I think yep. for us uh, as a family and as a community owner, we couldn't be prouder of just everything that's put together. Um, Santi loves going to Aurora games. Santi loves everything about this, right? Loves the community and the aspect and the environment that it creates. Seeing all the little kids coming up with signs when I was working and I was helping out and just overall, I think that's that's where it that's where it is. It's like it's it it touches everyone in the sense that there's a need and a want. And I remember having conversations about this with you regarding, you know, at at the bar and on a napkin table or whatever, what we wanted to be able to, you wanted to do something like that. And and to be able to see it and touch it and, and enjoy it is, is 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 amazing, I think. And I think it's probably one of the most funnest times I've had with soccer since probably, you know, getting introduced to to the Nessie crowd over there. And I think that's probably what everyone keeps coming back for, not only because of the talent on the field, but because of the environment that's being created, um, not only by the the founders, but also by the staff and all the people behind the scenes and TCO and the Vikings, all of them have 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 stepped up to the plate. And I think that's that's the beauty of the whole thing. I mean, everyone, you know, I remember while I was at the at the merch table when uh, Simmons scored her goal, mm-hmm. and I was literally grabbing two a fitted mediums and a unisex <laughs> mediums for this lady. And like I turned and I said, "Oh my gosh, we scored a super goal!" And she goes, "We did." I said, "Let's look." And then we like both cheered, jump yeah. up, jump up and down. <laughs> we turned back to each other, and I yeah. said to her, "I like, I'm sorry. What did you want now?" <laughs> like, I totally forgot what you wanted. Yeah. And that's the that's the that's the thing. It's like watching to me. It's like watching kids, and specifically watching um, boys uh, find heroes on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really like awesome. Like I've sat so many of my. Well, my teams that were there, other people, it's just, you know, that's awesome. And it's just really proud. And I just wanted you, you to enjoy it and to finally process it. Cause that's, you know, that's what's it about, you know, next year, you know, as, as I say, we'll, we'll see what happens, but at least, you know, they'll, they'll come back. No. And similar to that, like, uh, this has been the most amazing because I got to watch it through how Wilhelmina fell in love with soccer. Like I've always mm-hmm. like, we've brought her to matches, like especially business United matches and she's goes to it. And like, she knows it's like daddy's kind of favorite thing. And she like humors me in a nice way about it, but like, she's never all that into it, but like she got into it. Like to the point where like, we would just be randomly in the car and she'd be like, who's a roar player. I was like, oh, they're playing. So, so. like, how many wins do they have? How many losses do they have? How many 
guys do it? Do we have more? <laughs> do we have more points than them? Oh, what's the, do we have more goals than them? And like just totally into it, and like you can just see it, everything, and like just the excitement. Like she comes home from every match, like like for the next week, she's like singing all of the sports, which I mean. Lindsay does not like her singing the CBD chant that much out in public, but aside from that, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Also, it turns out that like Psycho Killer is now her favorite song because it's a song that she, she can sing about Sarah yeah. Fuller. So, um, no, and like it's but yeah, just awesome. her, like fall in love with yeah. just the game the way I did as a spectator and how she's doing the same thing, and it's it's beautiful and she's loves it like to the point where like I mean. She was a little bit crying last night. Yeah. Better stay up past her bedtime to finish watching the uh, extra time and whatnot. And um, but yeah, like loved it, and, and it's it's been so great. Like it's been the the what probably the best soccer experience. Like as far as a like a fan a goes, family, that yeah. I've had. Like it's been so great. Yeah, yeah. I I think for and just to add one last one quick little story is that uh, since I was helping out at the merch table, when I was able to walk through the extra time. Santi found me and he ran to me and he said to me, Dad, I continue your tradition. And I was like, what is that? And then he goes, I started the, you can't do that chant <laughs> in our section. And people picked it up and I was like, and he was so excited about that. And I was like, I said, that's awesome. High five. And I big hugged him. And it was just one of those things where like, that's that th- these are the moments that, that, that are happening, um, you know, um, and that was one of those things that you know these these moments moments will increment and build lifetime of memories, but also a commitment to the sport that we all love to see. Yeah, let me move to a few Aurora questions. Matthew Ide says, "Can I be Aurora's owner in Delaware, please?" Listen, Matthew, you knew, you knew that there was an ownership uh, campaign. You were in Delaware, and you didn't. You're one of Delaware is one of two states that did that. that there's no investor from. So this is on you. Um, I don't know if there will ever be a a new round of community investors. Maybe at some point, um, but uh, so maybe at that point. But we we don't want to do uh, another one in, unless there was like a specific need for the money because um, you don't want to you don't want to raise money when you don't actually need the money. Um, Nicholas Murray, who works for USL, says, "Where does Saturday's final rank in games you've attended live?" Um, I will say it's probably, um, it's definitely the most important game I've ever been to. Um, the, the one that had the highest stakes for me, um, you know, the atmosphere is like a, a crazy night at Allianz is, is obviously way better in terms of like the, just, just the, the pure vibes of how loud it can get. Um, but. I I think it's probably the most memorable game for me. I don't know where it ranks for you guys, but well, I watched from South Dakota, so yeah, so, so a little lower. <laughs> and it, you didn't attend it live, so you're you're exempt. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I I probably if we're talking soccer matches, I'd say for me probably top five. How many how many teams that you own have been in a final? Um, well, this uh, one, <laughs> one really, um, you know, but Hey, it's the, it's the first team that I've owned. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean like there's, there have been other like really, really memorable, um, right. Liverpool going to England. Liverpool yeah. was great. Or like, you know, the Manoni's Vito's PK save against Dallas. That's the yeah. loudest I've ever heard Allianz field that I, that I remember. For me, the win over Cosmos, uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, in in NASL up at Nessie, yeah, yeah. So it's like this is 
it Cinderella season, whatever you want to describe it, this was every playoff game was going to be a top five for me, no matter what, which, you know, wherever it ended, whether if it ended in the quarterfinal, the semifinal, I'm just glad we got to the final and the place was packed. And I think people are going to be so damn excited for next season. And I, all the chatter after the match was, I can't wait to see what they are going to do with a full off season. Yeah. Um, Dave Clark says, how do y'all build off year, Aurora year one? I think it's a, it's a really good question that we've thought about even before the season. Um, Cause I, I've been thinking about it a lot because it's very easy to pull off a honeymoon. It's harder to pull off year two and year three and keep people up. Now, Finishing the season the way we just did really makes it a lot easier. Um, we were planning for an average year, you know, whatever. People are excited about it, but, um, you know, we, it's it's hard to get people to ha- sink their teeth into a lot of these players in terms of knowing who they are. I think the players did it themselves by playing with such personality and, and being so awesome. Um, so that helps us. But the the real question is, yeah, what do we do? What what can we do that's that's better and that's more ambitious? And um, I'm not sure if I can give any specifics. I'd love to hear any specifics from other people. Uh, I have ideas, but I don't want to say them on a podcast. I want to I want to try to put them into action, which is what we're what we're we were, I've been waiting for the season to end in part because I have a lot right. of big things that I really want. Just my yeah. that's on my plate to do, but. I think it has to, for me, it's just, uh, I'm big on consistency. And I think that's one of the things for me is just to keep things consistent, not only with the play, but with the players and, and um, playing player development. Like you mentioned, like Tormenta and other these USL teams that made it into the the bracket of of competition for the cup. Like they have established Mm -hmm. uh, academies, they Mm -hmm. have all these history and they have money behind it. And so how, so how can Aurora Sort of, sort of emulate some of that, like the Detroit FC, and just see where they see see what they can do. And that's what I think. Like, I don't want to go on a three year plan type of rant, but um, it, it's. I think. I think you you take the successes that you had the first year, and you try to build on them. Uh, always having goals and dreams you want to aspire to, but at the same time, try to try to build for a long, longevity and a legacy in a sense that 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 will really be a good reflection. So, like when you. You know, if the dream is NWL, when you NWL, you have players and advocates and um, alumni from the program all over the mm-hmm. world that can advocate and just you can bring them in for for certain things. So. Mm-hmm. And 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 like from from a fan, owner, whatever, it's I want to see this team and this place become a destination mm-hmm. that you know for development. Whether or not we we eventually get a pro team, if we get a pro team, I still want a development team. I still want to get excited. Yeah, I want and, the development team to be called uh, Foxfire. <laughs> and I just <laughs> I want this to be a place that, if you know, some of these players who are still in college who aren't going to be signing contracts and are maybe local or they had a great experience, if they want to come back, I want them to come back to show like some leadership to for anybody who mm-hmm. else who who comes in. They're like, oh, let me tell you how this is going to work. And this is going to be an amazing summer for us. And I want it to be a place where coaches feel like they can try stuff and they're going to be supported by the community. And 
Like, yeah, I want the performances to be consistent. I want to win, win games. That's ultimately what it comes down to. But I want it to be a place where how can you do that while still having this rotating cast of characters that comes in and out every year and the ethos of the team and what this is for our community is just maintained. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of different things um, as well too, but I just think, you know, um, you know, just 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 build something that that pe- there's a need. Just like um, partner up with other organizations, other people are doing soccer-related things, and, and and really step into the sense of like building a bigger community. But now your biggest advocates and your biggest recruiters are going to be the players that had this first experience, and yeah. have them be advocates for you. Have them talk to other players, and eventually, you know, bring those back. I I think. I think for this season, you know, what was really interesting was how the fifth year players, uh, college players, got their chance to to play an extra season. Mm-hmm. So, but that's going to change now because of how things are out. So now, now you have the the four year the four year usual you know eligibility to to play, and so that's going to be really interesting how that's going to be played out. But I, I, I just have lots of ideas like you, but I just want to see what Mark thinks. Yeah, no, I mean, I also, I would love to see it grow even more. Like, I was just waiting. I was like, oh, man, like, if, like, seeing how we, like, you have gradually grown, like, the attendance or the playoffs, I was like, oh, man, we're they're, next year, they're going to need to add, like, the, the bleachers be underneath the scoreboard to, like, extend, like, the capacity even more for, like, the demand. Like, I just want to generally just see it all grow even further. Like, again, like, you, we talked about on a previous uh, podcast, how you talked about how, in a pre-professional, like the advantage comes in that you guys have the best facilities and you guys have, you know, some of the best, you have, you have your training staff, you have yeah. uh, the medical staff, everything you need. Like, I mean, the fact that like a pre-professional team is getting to use NFL quality facilities is just amazing. The fact that, I mean, you have better facilities than pretty much every single USL team men's or women's there is. And like just using that as a selling point to just the grow, like, I mean, just getting the best players in and also, you know, while keeping a mix of like the players that have built in, like, again, like Rodrigo said, keeping that like, you know, focus on like, well, this is what, this is what our team is. And this is how, like, this is our identity. And like, you're going to like, here's how you can be a part of that identity and build it. And I mean, honestly, like just seeing it grow is like, I'm, I am beyond excited. And also like a shout out to the, all the co-founders, like, Everything that you guys have done has been knocked out of the park. And I have like so much faith in you that I'm very excited to see where you go after this because none of this happened by chance. Like there were a lot of very smart people in the room who put this team together, who had a vision and saw that vision through and it shows. And I'm excited to see where that vision continues to be shown and where it continues to grow through. And I'm, I'm super excited to see where what happens. Let me uh, just say this to close. Um, in terms of just random things and supporting, um, when I get back in town, it's going to be All-Star Week. Uh, there's going to be a 7 p.m. extra time radio recording that Corey is helping me upgrade the sound in the bar so that it can uh, just be uh, as professional as possible for them. Um, that's going to be seven on Sunday. Um, and then afterwards, I think there's just going to be an after party with, you know, Charlie Davies is going to be in the bar. My dude's stanky leg is going to be in the bar. Um, 
I'm going to have to buy the nicest bottle of wine I can find for him. I think I'm working on something for Monday night in the back room. Tuesday during the day, I think there's going to be a charity competition that'll benefit. Um, it'll be at Ninth Street Coffee um, benefiting oh, TC man. Soul. And uh, Blackheart is putting together a four uh, a four-person awesome. team. I think Jimmy Conrad's going to be on our team. Um, I have not figured out everywhere else. Aurora's going to have a team. Um, and we might have Sarah Fuller back in town for that one. So I'm not promising any of these things. I think Kobe Jones is going to be on one of the teams. Someone did Ooh. tell me Adrian Heath was going to be on a team. I do oh, not boy. know if any of this is what's going to happen. But Tuesday, that's during. So just take off all week, guys, for All-Star Game. Because the skills challenge is that night, and I know that Dark Clouds are going to be hosting a like meet and greet, like come meet the Dark Clouds for uh, people who are coming in town. And then there's the All-Star Game, and we'll have an All-Star Drag Show that'll be free after the game. So I'm pretty excited for this. It'll be a pretty amazing week. Um, and then we'll have the, the, the Pisco after party somewhere. Um, well, we'll have our own private Pisco party with, uh, with David Goss. <laughs> so anyway we'll, we'll take we'll take put the shots on the uh, on the shield and then we'll just yep it'll be just memorable yep uh everyone wants to drink off that second place uslw <laughs> league's GA shield um, it's the closest second place i'll ever get I, to so i'll I mean, take any uh, uh look man a team that you own got second place in competition so uh anyway thank you everyone uh it's been such a wonderful week uh and and feels really good i'm very tired i'm gonna go on vacation um, so everyone, be amazing to one another. You're beautiful, you're sexy, and everyone loves you. Bye.